Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. afternoon. This is Gail Sylvia, host of Sylvia Global, and I am so excited to have back uh, with us today an incredible um, man, a philanthropist, legendary designer, um, friend, and just a believer, an ambassador of goodwill in so many areas. And his name is Keith Holman. Keith, thank you so much for coming back and talking with our audience again. Thank you for inviting me back. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you. We have people lining up right now anxious to ask you questions. <laughs> so I'm going to let before I bring them on to do that, I want to give you an opportunity to make a couple of announce, make an announcement about something that's very near and dear to your heart, and that's affiliation, your affiliation with the Sam Simon Foundation. Why don't you go ahead and share that with the listeners? Yeah, this is really important and I talked to them this morning before I came on. Uh, the radio. Um, the Sam Simon Foundation, uh, he's the co-creator of the Simpsons TV show in conjunction with the city and the Tom Bradley Family Source Center at 5213 West Pico Boulevard, um, uh, phone number 323-692-0669. On Thursday, the, June the 7th, we will be giving out, well, we do it every first and third Thursday, usually, bags of food to the community. Uh, we gave out 9,000 bags last, um, last th- the Thursday before last, and it's to people who uh, you can call and get the information from them. But it's all vegan in recycled bags, and, um, you know, because everybody needs help, and Sam Simon pays for this out of his personal pocket. There's no donations for this. He does it on his own. And I'm just blessed to be part of this to see what's going on in the community from every color, every race, and um, I'm just honored to be a part of helping out with that. He's responding to the need of people during um, some very trying economic times, and yes, you're a part yes. of that. How long have they been doing this? Uh, they've been doing it for the last about four or five months I've been working with them. Wow. And, and, yeah, he's now got a, a truck. He has a warehouse for the fresh fruits and vegetables and even menus on how to cook a lot of the vegan food. So I'm, you know, and, and uh, it's all nutritionally balanced food and all that, and so I'm honored to be part of that. Uh, it, it really promotes a healthy diet um, yes. as well and, and health and wellness. What other um, areas of philanthropy are you passionate about? Well, there's a couple. Um, one is I'm in development now of a cologne, perfume, and a jewelry line, um, and I'm working with a uh, jeweler in Beverly Hills on Rodeo um, with the jewelry I saw yesterday. And part of the proceeds from this will go to a couple of foundations that are near and dear to my heart that I'm working with now. Um, and also, I was fortunate to talk to the legendary Bob Baker from the Bob Baker Theater, um, who's been going on for uh, 50, 60 years, 
who creates a lot of the puppets for Disney, and he worked with the Jackson family and Michael in Neverland and at his place in Encino. And I asked him this morning if I could sit down with him and develop a show to help bring um, uh, a self-esteem and uh, learning to a lot of the young girls and guys, um, you know, in, in, around the Los Angeles, well, actually around the world, anybody who comes there. And he said he would love to be part of that, and I was honored that he even would listen to me by that, but he realizes there's a need in the community to empower young girls and young men um, and teach them in a positive way um, to uh, follow their dreams and move forward. So I'm honored that that's, that we're going to start working on that. Fred O'Boy was sharing with you before we came on the air, you know, our son, when he was in kindergarten, so about five or six years old, and he's now 29, and um, the first major birthday party that we had outside of the park and at home was at Bob Baker's studio. And to this wow. day, every adult and every child that is now an adult <laughs> who was at that birthday party continues to talk about what a special moment that was and to be able to have that experience. So it's really nice to hear that um, mm -hmm. there are people there, you know, we can still support the work of Bob Baker and that he mm -hmm. is still remains so active and committed to supporting the needs as they're brought to his attention. He's an incredibly talented man. We'll have to get him on the show with you. I would love that. would be great. He's a wonderful guy. You know, he's about 85 now, and... Uh, you know, I mean, I just think of all the years that we've seen his shows and things, and it's, I'm just proud that he even took the time to listen to me and the needs of the community and offer to help. Yeah. So that was we, great. We have a fun photo that we're going to be posting on Sylvia Global of you <laughs> and Bob and the Michael Jackson um, marionette. You, you own that, correct? I do. It was in hiding along with Bubbles uh -huh. and one of Michael's giraffes, Jafar, I think it was. Uh, that I didn't post with you, but isn't that amazing? That's look absolutely. how good he looks. It's absolutely amazing. Talk to us about In Search of Neverland. Um, In Search of Neverland is a book by Gloria Rhodes Berlin. Um, she was a friend of Michael since uh, his, I think, 10 or 13 when he was doing The Wiz. And she was the um, realtor also who sold Michael uh, Neverland Ranch in, um, you know, up, up, in, uh, up north. And... Um, she is an amazing lady, and she asked me to come on and uh, recreate some of the costumes we did back in the 80s for Michael, and I'm just honored to be part of that, and uh, she asked me for a little bit of the production on it also to work with, and I can't tell you how thrilled I am. I mean, I kept a lot of the old sketches and things, and uh, oh, we kept them in, you know, in storage, Mr. Uh, Whitten and I and, and Stella, and I'm honored just to be part of that and, you know, bringing with Gloria's dream, it was all about love and the inspiration Michael had with Neverland and, and bringing a hospital and helping giving scholarships and grants to people and all that. And so that's, uh, I'm just floored by that. So I'm bringing the original team of people who are still with us who have not passed away to help recreate a lot of that stuff. So I'm honored for that. When will it, is this something that will be open to the public? Yeah, well, In Search of Neverland, is, is, um, it's, it's going to be a movie. Oh, the movie. And uh, yeah, it's a movie they're working on, and about his his search for the perfect place and to help children and all that, and for his animals that he loved a lot, like Bubbles the chimp. Um, so they're working on now. We're, she's working on finding um, uh, a new, uh, I guess, an executive producer or one or two of executive producers, and the script is pretty well three fourths of the way written. So it's it's coming along. Well, that's quite an honor um, yes, it is. for for her and for her to also have you. 
of yes. being involved with this and how ex- this is something exciting for the public to look forward to. Oh, you you have such an expansive career. I mean, I have an, a photograph of you with Lola Falana and Nicole <laughs> Richie. <laughs> you, you how, how did you enter this arena, and is this a part of your of your background, you know, as a child, were you born in the entertainment industry with um, parents who um, network with um, in this circle, or how did you enter it? Um, my parents, I, I grew up all across the country from Montana and Kansas and all over, but I had a dream, and I wanted, I wanted it to happen. I would watch movies on TV and American Bandstand and Soul Train, and I said, I want to work with those people, and that's pretty much how I did it, and that particular picture you're talking about was from uh, the music video uh, produced, uh, directed by Stanley Donnan from in Sing- Singing in the Rain, and it was um, da- the Dancing on the Ceiling video with Lionel's room was rotating, and pretty much everybody from Farrah Fawcett to Yvette Mimio uh, came on the set. I dressed, um, uh, 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 I don't, Rodney Dangerfield, Cheech of Cheech and Chong, and um, the picture is Lola Falana. And I believe uh, Nicole Ritchie, who's in her arms, and I'm next to her, uh, was about three or four years old at right. the point. Right, yeah. She's never seen this picture before either, just to let <laughs> you know. I was trying to get it to her, but I haven't been able to get a hold of her to give it to her. And I was Lionel's double. Um, Bill Whitten was the main designer on that, and I worked with Bill. And I, because Lionel, I mean, Lionel's a little taller than me and about the same coloring, uh, they used me as his double, um, you know, stunt double, I mean, double in, in it. A lot of the times, and also, you know, um, with the costumes with Bill. But you know, Keith, the last time that we talked, you made a similar comment, and that was you you saw it and you just knew that that's what you were supposed to be doing. That you were supposed to be working um, with people that you were seeing on TV. You know, a lot of people wish that would happen or they dreamed that that would happen, but you actually executed a plan and made it happen. What advice can you give to listeners to be able to make those dreams a reality? Um, I think one thing I would say is, you know, try to get a plan and try to, I I actually went to libraries. Um, I went to schools, colleges, high schools. I talked to my um, uh, and not my instructors or my counselors. I also, um, you know, that this was years ago. I mean, I um, would watch the movies and see who was doing certain movies or certain TV shows or whatever, and I would do my research on them. So when I was able to meet with them, I had some sort of intelligence on who I was talking to, and um, I just to kept be going prepared. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you, well, you want to be prepared and also be willing to take some. You know, a lot of people want to start at the top. Well, you know, I mean, I was sweeping floors, getting coffee, uh, going down getting beads for Michael's gloves or, or whatever, or, or working with Lionel or Dolly Partner or a new addition or whomever. I mean, I worked, whatever we had to do, if we stayed up all night to do a TV show like L.A. Law or something, we did it, you know. And um, I, there was no time for whining, saying, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm sick, I'm this. No matter whether you're sick um, or you were broke your leg, you, you put your leg in a cast and you just walked on crutches and delivered your items or you get, went on the set. You just have to keep going. You can't sit back because there's always somebody bigger than you, taller than you, shorter, 
a prettier, uglier, uh, 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 when I say uglier, inside, <laughs> I mean outside. Uh, uh, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's right behind you, and so you must keep going forward. You can never look back going forward and taking the opportunities in your hand, you know, and never letting anybody put you down because we have a lot of people have low self-esteem. I mean, I get it sometimes. Even when I'm delivering clothes, I thought, well, you know, are they going to like it or not? But you have to just keep going, you know, to Do the next step. Do you find that the, the people that you work with today have that same eth- work ethic? Uh, it's different. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I would say that it's it's more corporate than it is creative in my eyes. I mean, it's, or, or it's more, a lot, especially a lot of the movies are um, computer enhanced with a lot of stuff. So it's different. I think, you know, when I was a few years back, a lot of the entertainers, unbeknownst to a lot of people, could not write or read. And so they would take tutors, the smart ones would take tutors on the road with them to learn how to read and write. And it was a, it was a, it was a more of a family-orientated business, I think, before now. I think it's more corporate. Nothing wrong with corporations. It's just a different. You know, we, we taught people how to uh, the, the companies I work with taught people how to speak and to write and how to what the clothes, how to wear your clothes, or um, you know, work in the gym or help you find a house to live in. And you know, they, it was more family hands-on at that point than it is now. Now you almost have to have all your work done and your homework and your videos and music and everything done before you even go to a company or, or put it out yourself. Let's take a couple calls here. Uh, okay, sure. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hello? Okay, let's try another winky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have them also coming over by text, so if they Okay. If for some reason we don't connect. Hello, you're on the air. Hmm. Hello? Keith. Hi. Yes. Oh, my Gloria goodness, Berlin. Gloria Berlin. How are you, Gloria? Gloria. <laughs> Michael Jackson in Search of Neverland. Yes. You mentioned, you mentioned Michael's glove. Right. Yes, that's true. This is, um, this is Gail. This is um, Gloria Berlin, the author of uh, Gloria, Search of Neverland. Gloria, thank you so friends. much for being here with us today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Can you share with the audience your project and why this is important to you? It's very important to me because I knew Michael since he was 12 years old. Wow. And I so never what, imagined that this kid with the big Afro hairdo was going to buy a $35 million ranch, <laughs> which he christened and named after Peter Pan Neverland. Yeah. It was the Sycamore Valley Ranch, and How? he wanted a, a, a paradise. He wanted a place where he could lit, have enjoy peace and tranquility, an exclusive place where he could raise his children. He wanted to get married and have children. And how young was he when he first shared that that dream with you? He was a teenager. Wow. So this has been on his heart for years and years. Yes. He always wanted to be a family man, which that, that was never never publicized. And he did marry Lisa Marie Presley, and she didn't want to have his children because she already had children by another man who had not even married her, a musician. Oh. <laughs> so what um, what made you 
decide to embark upon this project at this time? Is it because you want to get it out? The, the well, because he asked me to find him this ranch. Mm. He wanted this paradise, and I found it for him. And I knew that was where he would live the happiest years of his life, and in fact he did. He lived there for 15 years and raised his children. And he asked me to come and help him find a place where he could be living in peace. And he loved Santa Barbara. That was the section he chose, Santa Barbara. And Santa Barbara is very big. <laughs> it, yes, it is. It's yes, absolutely a large beautiful. Place. And I found mm-hmm. him the Sycamore Valley Ranch, and he wanted a large ranch, over 200 acres, and I found him a 12, a 2,700-acre ranch, as big as, as, the, as, as the park here in Encino because he said he wanted a ranch larger than So I was able to find him the the home of his dreams, an English Tudor mansion, two-story with 14, uh, uh, 14 rooms in the house. You could get lost in the house. It was so big. It was a 10,000-square-foot house, two-story. So you and he became friends and developed a relationship that began as a realtor representing a, a client. Well, he knew he used to come to my home. My son used to play basketball at their estate with the Jackson Five. Okay. That's how I met my Michael, and Michael and I became close friends. He used to come to dinner to my house. Are you he still felt comfortable um, in my presence? And he yeah. knew he was twelve. But even, how, and go ahead. And Catherine Jackson kept, kept came by knocking on my door after they were he was a Jackson Five, asking us to join the Jehovah Witnesses to come to the temple. Right. Well, well, well you know, Gloria, I want to thank you. For, this is um, I'm honored that you called, and I just am you glad served. to be part you, of this. You created Michael's clothing. Yes. You created Michael's jacket, gloves. And you were thank marvelous you so designer. Right. Well, thank you I so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sure, Gloria. I- it's wonderful that you called. Wow. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Keith, how have you and Gloria nurtured and maintained a relationship through the years? Well, you know, we have just stayed true to each other, and she has believed in a lot of the other, um, the besides the movie that we're working on, she's also uh, believed in the organizations and the foundations that, um, I'm working with. I we discussed the perfume and cologne, and we discussed the jewelry, and we've always said that whatever we work on, or whatever I work on, she supported, helped support me, and it is part of the money would go to uh, foundations for education with kids and what have you. And so I'm, you know, as in with April Sutton or other people that I've worked with, um, we all try to work together for a common cause, which is to uh, help empower people. And so um, thank you, Gloria, for calling in. Well, that's really nice. Let's see. Um, Gloria, thank you so much again, and we'll look forward to having you back. Um, You're on the air. Thank you for holding. Hello? Hello? Hi. Keith? Some are getting through. Let's try another. Hello. (laughs) Good morning. You're on the air. Oh. They can hear us. You know, Keith, we have, uh, I don't know, 
Some are getting. It's okay if you, if you can if you can talk to them or get their texts or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the screen or emails. Exactly. We can go that way. It's okay. There are um, some texts. Check. Uh, there are texts coming across the screen, and one of the questions is Keith. Uh, who? What other projects do you have coming up um, around design related to the entertainment industry? Um, there are a few. There are a few. There are a few yeah, yeah, okay. There are a few um, other products that I'm working on, uh, but right now we're under we're negotiating with some things, so I can't really talk about them right now. But um, my website should be up to date or tomorrow. Okay, great. And I'm hoping they're working on it right now. Just there was a glitch on it, and then I will be talking about it on my website. What's your which website? Which is KeithHolmanDesign.com. Perfect. KeithHolmanDesign.com. Yes. Uh -huh. Hi. Can you hear us? You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Okay. There's a lot of callers here. I'm trying to get them on. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Keith, another question that's come across the board. Okay. Uh, can you talk about um, your experience as a mixed race child and adult? Um, yeah, I can do. Uh, yes, I can. Uh, I think. Um, and I'm seeing that this is a growing population across the world. Yes. Um, coming from a mixed family of, of, you know, everything you could think of, um, it was difficult because sometimes you didn't feel like you fit in one world or another. You know, you weren't this way and you weren't that way, and you just had to be yourself. And there are so many people of mixed races now, and they don't feel they fit in anywhere. But really you fit in. There is, you do fit in, but you just don't. Think you do. I just have to make make your way somewhat, you know. And what, what it, let's um, clarify your mixed. Uh, what are the ethnicities that you are um, a beautiful mix of? Well, um, it's uh, actually African American, um, Indian, Egyptian, and white, and a little bit of Latin in there too. So it's just a mix of everything. Mm -hmm. How wonderful! <laughs> you represent the world. <laughs> what were? Uh, how did your parents meet? My father met my mother at a train station, and she was wearing a bright red uh, coat. She said he said she looked like Little Red Riding Hood, so that's how I met her. There's about a 30-year difference in their ages. Of, I don't know what it is. So, yeah, almost 20 years difference in their ages, I believe it was. And as a you know a child with such um, diversity in your blood, how has it worked to your advantage? Well. For me, it has just been, you know, you didn't always understand because you looked a little different than some of the other people or, or, or even your brothers and sisters. And I think what happened with me is that I'm able to understand because my parents raised us so, um, uh, well, my mother divorced my, my, split up with my father when I was like a baby, but I still kept in contact with them. But because I, we traveled all over from Montana to, you know, the Midwest, everywhere, we were able to see different types of people. And um, you just had, it's just, you're able to identify with different people in different ways. You know what I mean? So that's, I just, it was it was hard sometimes, though. I will say that. What were the hardest parts? Well, I think, once again, you didn't feel like you fit in certain places. Do you know? You weren't, you know, white enough to be white, but you weren't black enough to be black or whatever. And, and it was, uh, now, it doesn't matter th that much anymore, but back in, in the 60s, it was a whole different vibe then. Yeah, and um, sometimes you were accepted into places where my uh, 
stepfather was a, a brown skin and, and he was not, and I would be, which was very sad. And my mother would be accepted when he wouldn't be, or vice versa, different places. So it was it was different. And my brothers and sisters and my cousins are on both sides. Did you Some ever live? Yeah. Did you I'm ever sure. live overseas and find that you were it was easier to live overseas? Or, I did not. I traveled abroad, but I've never lived there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have heard that it is better in, in Germany. It was different in uh, Germany and certain countries like that on some of the islands because they never had those problems like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a chance and see if we can get some, another caller on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. Yes, it's odd. You know, some get through. Gloria must have had a secret, you know, the secret key. <laughs> you know, the callers from the last time. Hi, you're on the air. Thank you for wait holding. Yep, there. I don't know. But keep, you know, we have about two more minutes. And okay. then, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up this conversation, which has just okay. been fabulous. I'd like for you, you to plan to come back regularly to share with us the progress that you're making on your your jewelry line and other community and philanthropic ventures that you're involved with that you want the public to know. Um, but, I'd love to. Um, and so please plan to do that. But before we close this show, you have been the recipient, and you're so gracious and so low-key about it, but you've been the recipient of many um, fabulous awards. And I know recently one is the R&B Hall of Fame recognition. Can you talk about that and what it means to you? I will. I was uh, nominated uh, to be the, the two, one of the 2012 nom- uh, nominees of uh, in the, the R&B Hall of Fame in Ohio. I and I'm just floored with that because there's the Temptations and the Supremes and Donna Summers, which I helped um, her get, and also nominated after she, you know before she uh, when she passed away, and just to see my my myself there with them, I just felt so humbled because. Um, I was. It, I can't tell you what that means to me. That's those are people that I, I idolized, looked up to, and I was fortunate to work with a lot of them. But to be put in in that museum, I mean, in the Hall of Fame with them, uh, it's just, I, it's just blew my mind. I'm just humbled and honored, you know. And to be with a lot of them, I think it's on December second in Ohio, December second or third on a Sunday that we're all there's a thousand people going to be there. Um, that um, to be for us fifty to be inducted is just amazing. So I'm blessed. Congratulations, Keith. Absolutely, congratulations. Um, Keith, closing qu- um, question for you: Can you give our listeners um, a word of encouragement and advice that can they can carry with them throughout the day? I would just say follow your dreams. Try to make a path. Just try to make them happen and have faith in the higher power above. Keith Holman, legendary designer, philanthropist, and just a wonderful, wonderful man. Congratulations, and thank you so much again for joining us today on Sylvia Global. Thank you so much, Gail, and and, and also uh, thank all your listeners. Uh, I'm honored to be part of this. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.